Welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast answering questions asked by our listeners. Created by pet professionals for pet professionals. And now, your host, Hey Joe's very own, Joe Zuccarello. What's up, everyone? Joe Zuccarello here, and welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast brought to you by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our site at paragonpetschool.com for lots of really cool information on a variety of programs, products, and to connect to educational resources such as webinars, podcasts, current events, special news, certifications, and lots of other helpful information to help you grow yourself, your team, and of course your business. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Zuccarello again, uh, giving you another podcast episode of the Hey Joe podcast. And you know, obviously that uh, one of my passions in this industry is continuing education. I've always been an advocate for skills building and, 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 and developing our craft. And whether you are in a pet care services facility or you're in a grooming facility or, uh, or you're a professional dog trainer, we all sort of have this, this unifying factor. And that is that we have something that pet parents really truly want and they trust their pets with us, right? So they, uh, you know, somebody once asked me, what type of business are we in? And my answer was always, we are in the peace of mind business. And some people say we're in the trust business because we're taking care of, and, and I've often referred to my little Shih Tzu Vinny, my little 12 pound Shih Tzu Vinny as the center of our universe. And so we're taking care of lots of people's centers of their universes, right? And in many cases, especially if you're in a, in a facility that does a, a lot of different uh, pet care services for a lot of different pets, we always want to make sure that we never lose sight that they are living creatures that are important and, 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 and again, the center of somebody's universe. So, and that they don't just become numbers. And I think one way to do that is not only continuing to develop our skills, but also to developing ourselves and our, and, our, and our capacities through continuing education. And not only am I always very excited about continuing education, I think continuing education leads or yields increased professionalism. And sometimes you guys know our industry is not always viewed as the most professional profession, right? So I am joined today by somebody that I think is just really leading the charge and and really and represents a an organization that is that is really pushing all of us to be a better us right to represent not only ourselves better but our industry i am joined uh, this morning on the hey joe podcast by or uh, with stephanie shipley uh stephanie uh, leads the team at pack uh, she's going to let you know what PAC stands for. That's an acronym, right? P-A-C-C-C. Uh, but she's going to let you know uh, what that organization is all about. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me on the Hey Joe podcast this morning. Good morning, Joe. I am so excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to, I mean, you're in the pet industry, you're a pet industry professional, uh, and, then, uh, and then introduce PAC to us. Sure. Well, a little bit about myself. First of all, I'm, uh, I'm Canadian, so you may pick up on a few uh, idiosyncrasies as far as my language goes a little bit, but I hail from the East Coast of Canada. Um, I spent 25 years in the hospitality industry working for various hotel companies, and I took the Band-Aid off about 12 years ago and started my own boarding training doggy daycare facility. And uh, we've been doing that for 12 years, but over the course of the past little while, um, I've always um, 
really put a lot behind continuing education, just like you had mentioned. Um, and I kind of got involved a little bit on the uh, public speaking side and the human resources side and things like that. So I kind of work around, I'm now a, a consultant for pet care industry and, and things like that. About uh, five and a half years ago, I sat for my first PAC exam and became a certified pet care professional. So, um, so that's a little bit about me. I'm a facility owner. I'm a certified pet tech first aid and CPR instructor. I'm a public speaker. I'm a little of this. I'm a little of that. But let's not get caught in the weeds uh, on all of that stuff because uh, really when it comes to what I do, it's really trying to raise the bar in pet care in my own community, in my own province, in my own country, and you know, North America and internationally, because the pets deserve better and the pet parents deserve better. Um, more qualified, highly educated, uh, true professionals in the industry. So that's why I'm so excited to be here talking to you, Joe, you and I have known each other for a couple of years now, and I've always loved the way that you speak and, uh, and attending your educational sessions. So I'm just excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you as well. And, and you know, what, what's really great is, and I think the audience will pick up immediately on your passion and your drive. And really, you know, there's a commitment, right? There's a commitment to getting better at what we do. And what I really like about uh, uh, what you're going to introduce to us now, what is, what is, what, what is PAC, right? So what is PAC? And, and what the, 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 I guess the right words that I can choose is, is how does it serve the pet care uh, industry, the pet care services industry, because really, I see that any, any, uh, you could read a book, but does a book serve our industry, right? Doesn't, but organizations with living human beings behind it, reinforcing and adding fuel to uh, 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 programs like PAC, uh, uh, organizations like PAC, I think, really, truly serve the industry. So introduce us to PAC. Well, let's start at the very bare bones here. PAC, P-A-C-C-C. It stands for the Professional Animal Care Certification Council. And it is the only certification in the world that is third party, independent for all pet care providers, pet care service providers, and people in our industry, in the pet care industry, who actually handle uh, pets, hands-on. Like you said, they are living souls. These are sentient beings. They're not cans of soup on a shelf, right? So, I mean, there, there should be some qualifications um, and certification that goes along with that. So PAC, we are really the, ed we're not the educator. We are the exam. We are the test provider. So basically what we do is we say to people who are professionals in the industry, we're like, you know what? This is a way for you to prove to your colleagues in the industry, to pet parents, to your community, that you know what you're doing when it comes to handling and caring for pets. And that can come in a lot of different shapes and sizes and forms. You, you might be a, a, a groomer for a lot of your audience. A, a groomer, I mean, you have to get the dog in, you have to get the dog or cat up onto the table, you have to get them into a crate maybe to dry them. You have to, there, there's all sorts of things that, that groomers do with pets before they start even exhibiting the true skill and the specialized service of providing an exceptional grooming experience for the dog mm -hmm. or the cat or the ferret or whatever grooming <laughs> that that person Whatever you're is brave in. enough to groom, right? <laughs> right. So PAC essentially, we are, uh, we're a not-for-profit organization, a 501c6 in the United States. 
Um, we are run by a group of very dedicated, loyal, fierce individuals who are volunteers. Um, and we have, over the course of the five or six, well, probably about eight years now, come up with a series of questions on an examination on three different exams to test the knowledge and the skills of the people who work in this industry. And, and even actually before you even sit for the exam, you have to have professional paid work experience in the industry. So this isn't an exam that Joe Blow Public can just sit for and say, oh, I'm a professional now, I'm a certified professional. You actually have to be working in the industry, gain that hands-on knowledge, and then you can sit for the exam and say, yep, I know what I'm doing, I'm really good at it, and now I've taken the steps to prove it in our industry. Because quite frankly, Joe, I mean, you, you may be able to hear the passion of my voice, but it's the soapbox that I stand on all the time. Because as the industry grows, more people want a piece of the $8 billion pie. Mm -hmm. And some people are getting into it for the right reasons. And some people are getting into it for the not so right reasons. Mm -hmm. and, and if we want to go down that rabbit hole, I can tell you lots of different conversations that I've had with people who want to pay their mortgage or want to pay off their house faster or want to do this or want, and they're not getting into it for the, in the true spirit of the pet or for the benefit of the pet. And so true pet professionals in this industry, we're kind of banding together at this point. And we're saying, you know what, if you want to be a professional in this industry, take the steps to get certified, take the test, pass the test, and then, you know what, I'm happy for the people who got into it for the wrong reasons to kind of fall by the wayside a little bit, right. because we have an obligation as a profession to clean up our own industry. And true, albeit, I mean, honestly, very, you would never take your yourself or your child to a doctor that didn't pass the medical exam, or you wouldn't go to a lawyer that didn't pass the bar exam. You wouldn't even go for a massage for some, with someone who's not a registered massage therapist. So why is it in the pet care industry, we don't feel like we need to prove ourselves to our clients as professionals uh, and set ourselves apart as professionals? So well, that's a little many, bit about PAC. Yeah, and in many cases too, Stephanie, you know, we're almost waiting for something to sort of kind of be dropped upon us, right? By governments, you know, governmental agencies or regulations. And that sort of, you know, continues to sort of bubble up, you know, every year in, in, in the United States, especially in other countries too. But but, you know, we're, we're, this is what I like about PAC is it's sort of taking a proactive, not sort of, it is taking a proactive approach to say, listen, I have this certification that says that I have proven to your point, you know, you could be a great caregiver, but prove it, right? Why not prove it? What, what does it hurt to actually prove it? And then you have the credentials to hang on the wall. We're going to dive a little bit more into the exam and, and, and exam costs and prep in just a little bit, but let's first start off by talking about this certificate or certification, right? So, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, maybe I look at it and go, well, okay, if you're, you receive a certification, you get a certificate, right? But what you're saying is, let's, let's talk about the difference between a certificate yeah. and a certification. So give, walk us down, give us some schooling on that. Okay. I, oh, Joe, I'd be happy to school you on this one. <laughs> <laughs> We're all about education. Here I go. I'm going to school. Here we go. <laughs> so here's the nutshell version. There are two criteria in order we see a lot of stuff online that says, you know, get this certification, get this certification, but it's actually more often than not, not an actual certification. It is indeed a certificate. And I'll tell you that here's how you can tell the difference. 
So a true certification needs to, to hit two fundamental points. First of all, it needs to be time bound, which means it needs to have an expiry date. So if you sit for an exam or you take a test at the end of a course or something, it needs to have a, an expiration date. Maybe that's one year, two years, three years, five years, whichever, but it needs to have an actual finite end date. Now you may be able to renew that certification provided you meet X, Y, and Z, okay? Provided you go through the, the hoops to, to extend your deadline or your expiry date, but it does need to be time bound to some degree. And the second thing, and here's where the pet parents love it, really, because it needs to be revocable. It needs to be like, if you don't follow this or you don't up and uphold your end of the bargain as far as professionalism, we can take it away. And, and trust me, I would have no problem walking into a facility who has certified individuals and taking their certification away if they were found to be negligent or, or harmful for the dog. And for us at PAC, in order to be, become PAC certified, you have to agree to abide by the PAC code of ethics. And you know that's you know eight or nine different statements, but one of the big statements that really resounds with me is, I am attesting to the fact that I will place the well-being of the animal as the first and top consideration and priority above every single other business consideration that's out there. So for me, regardless of the cost, regardless of the whatever, the well-being of the animal will always come first. And if I found out that someone who was certified didn't uphold that, then they shouldn't be a certified professional. And so it would be revocable. So when you say, <clears throat> when you go online and you take a $200 course and you pa pass that test, you will get a certificate. And that's great as far as education. I have lots of different certificates from courses that I've taken and, and, and all of that. But I use those in preparation to actually study and prepare for my packet exam to become an, a certified professional. And yes, I do get the fancy letters after my name too, and that doesn't hurt. So when, I, when we look at the difference in between certificate and certification, I did when I passed my exams, I, I did get a certificate to hang on the wall, but it means so much more than that. Uh, because I've also made a commitment to continuing education, to making sure that I am the pet care industry expert in my area, because I've committed to making sure that every year I stay up to date on all of the research and development and tools and tricks and all of those things when it comes to pet care. Well, and, and you know, one thing is that, that PAC saw a need, right? So, so PAC saw a need in the pet care industry because it really was, and still to this day, I mean, PAC is doing a really great job at it. And I think some others are really looking at it, but, but we're pretty much absent in the pet care industry for some sort of proof some sort of hey uh, you know hey betty pet parent i have earned my stripes right i've earned the ability i've got this badge of honor that that says i know what i'm doing and i can proudly display that and i can proudly even even tie myself to something that is a, a upholding a certain standard of care and what's brilliant stephanie and you've told me this before in, in what you call your elevator pitch for pack right when people come up to your booth at a trade show or a conference and say what the heck is pack right um, or, or or meet pack for the first time right their first exposure to that is most of the time people people are really good at what they do i mean we've got a lot of phenomenal pet care providers out there talent but, but one of the, I, I think one of the questions was, is why 
you know, why was PAC founded in the first place? And, and what do you say to those people that, that meet you for the first time? I mean, you're already sort of doing that on the podcast a little bit, but, but let's just drive that point home of there are some really great people doing some really great pet care out there. There absolutely is. And, and I want the pet parents to be able to identify who those people are. Because really, when it comes down to it, there's no pet care provider that I know of out there that when somebody comes to your facility or your grooming salon or whichever that comes in and says, there's no, there's nobody in our industry that says, yeah, I'm really bad at this. <laughs> so, you, you know, everybody says the same thing. Everybody says, yes, I'm great at this. Yes, I'm highly skilled. Yes, I know what I'm doing. Yes, I know. Everybody says the same thing. So how does the pet parent know if you're actually good at it, if you actually care about the pets and if you actually will put their well-being first? So it leaves the pet parent in a lot of limbo. And, and to your point earlier, yeah, you know, the government kind of has a knee-jerk reaction in case of trauma or in case of a, a specific incident. And Pat's really trying to get out in front of that and saying, you know what? We want pet care professionals to become certified so that they can highlight to their pet parents and the government where they live that you know what you're doing and you take it seriously as a profession. Because like I said earlier, we're virtually the only industry of professionals out there that really doesn't have anything mandatory. And at this point, honestly, PAC certification is voluntary. I would love for it to be mandatory at some point so that you know, the ill motivated might, you know, have kind of second thoughts about continuing in the industry. But because you're not certified doesn't mean you're a bad pet care provider. It just means, how does a pet parent know? How does your community know? How does your government know? How, who knows other than you? Um, because nobody else is out there saying, I'm really bad at this. So trust me, leave fluffy with me. So we really wanted to create a, a, a way for people to stand up and prove it. So when I'm at my trade show booth, Joe, I say, I ask people two questions. I say, are you good at what you do? And they say, yeah, yeah, Steph, I am. And I say, do you know what you're doing when it comes to pet care? And they say, yeah, absolutely. And I say, then prove it. It takes a couple of hours. If you already know your stuff and you're really good at it, then go and prove it so that everybody knows. Instead of saying, trust me, you can say, you know what, what I say to my clients, you don't have to believe me. I've gone out and prove it. Here's my certification. Here's the, the thing on the wall that I hang that proves that I'm a certified professional. So I don't want the client to have to trust me because that's what everybody is saying. I well, want the that's, client- and, and that's really, right? That's really the-, the, the what does a PAC certification do for a pet care service provider's business? And it's all about this, this differentiation. Why wouldn't you go out and prove it, right? It's about this differentiation. We are constantly searching and clawing and, and, and fighting for a competitive advantage over other right. pet care facilities, right? So, so what a great opportunity to kind of just, just take this one step further and be able to hang that true certification on the wall. And Stephanie, you would encourage pet care facilities to ask even their customers to go check out PAC to see what Absolutely. standards are being held against, right? Absolutely. We even have a video, a short like minute and a half long PSA geared toward pet parents to say, how do you know that your pet care provider is skilled and knowledgeable in providing pet care? How do you know that? 
So again, I'm not saying that if you're not certified, you're bad at it. I'm just saying if you are good at it, then get up and prove it. Take a stand in the industry to say our pets deserve better and our pet parents should be able to identify the skilled and the knowledgeable from the unqualified or maybe ill-motivated. So, so, so this is, so what you're saying is this does not replace, let's just make sure everybody's clear. This doesn't replace skills training, right? For dog trainers or uh, doggy daycare facilities or, uh, 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 or dog groomers, right? Or, or aspiring professionals in, in any and all of those camps, correct? Absolutely not. No, this in no way replaces those. I mean, you can't sit for a, for any, a, a pet care provider exam and then automatically know how to cut a dog's hair. I mean, the, so the way that I kind of look at it is PAC certification is the certification that is kind of like a general practitioner for a doctor. It's highly skilled. You've had to have, you know, lots of hands-on experience. You had to take the test and you are knowledgeable and skilled in handling pets and providing care for pets when the owner is absent. That's great. And then you can take it one step further and go to like the Paragon School of Pet Grooming and get the certification as far as how to groom a dog. And that would be similar to, you know, the the, uh, the ears, nose and throat specialist. But even the ENT guy needs to start as, you know, a doctor in some sort and then can go on to be even more specialized. So if I had my way, I would say every pet care provider, every person that runs or works at a facility or, or a dog walker or a dog trainer or a dog groomer, whatever, should have at the very least their PAC certification. And then they can go one step further and get their, certif their certification for dog training and their certification for grooming and all of those highly specialized elements of pet care. But we all have one thing in common. We all handle pets. We all move them around. We all maybe feed them or have to put them in a crate or, you know, whatever, all of those sorts of things. And that's what this really covers. But it's also At about least... our safety as pet handlers, right? So absolutely. I mean, it's the pets, of course, right now, this love, we always elevate the pets. And even, even sometimes even to a fault with myself, I know it's always about the pet first, but then there's, there's somebody connected to the other end of that tether, that leash, right? Yep. Uh, to the pet. So it's also about protecting the people. Absolutely. Safety first, above and beyond, you know, everything. We want the dogs and the cats and the pets to be safe. We want the pet parents to be safe and feel comfortable when they're dropping them off to a skilled professional. Um, and, uh, and of course, we want our staff and ourselves to, to stay safe. Because if you got hurt, because you can't read, you know, canine communication or something, if you got hurt, who's going to groom that dog? Who's going to help that dog? Who's going to train that dog? So I look at that and and I say, you know what, there's so many elements to getting up and proving that you have the skills and the knowledge to be able to set yourselves apart. And when we talk about differentiation, you know, that make, makes a great point because we're going to get into with the cost for these exams right. and things like that. But I sit there and, and I say, how much money do facilities run, spend in marketing right now in running an ad or, or giving a discount for a first time, you know, client or something like that. And you know what, I went and got myself certified and I can market that all day long. Because believe me, I am one of two people in Canada certified at the operator level to run a kennel. That one of two, I've never yet, I've never had a client come in or a prospective client come in and have me tell them that 
I'm one of only two people in the country certified to do this for a living and have them go somewhere else. It's never happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I tried to, I've tried to help other people, you know, learn about certification and the process of it and all of that. Cause I really believe I didn't do this to put myself above. It's just been an added bonus of raising the bar in pet care. What I really want to do is have everybody who is knowledgeable and skilled join me um, in certification. But well, like right you said, now, you know, I mean, we do a lot of marketing, right? We do a lot of marketing. We're trying to drive business. But there, there might be some people out there saying, listen, I'm already full. I mean, it really doesn't matter. I could hang all the documents on the wall I want, but it's not going to change. My business is full. We're doing a great job here. I don't need, I don't need to differentiate myself. I, I can't even take any more business as it, as it, as it is right now. What, what do we say to those people, though, that say, well, yeah, it'd be really great if I needed to build my business on some anchor or some principle, proven principle? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, aren't we all facing that right now? And the groomers during the COVID-19 pandemic, you guys, I mean, the, the groomers were going crazy. You were full, really full. Um, and now the pet care facilities, boarding, training, daycare, that's all coming back. We have a staff shortage. We have, you know, all of this stuff is happening. But I get this question a lot in the pet care industry, and um, you might be booked. You absolutely might be full. So why bother? Well, at the end of the day, at some point, it comes down to ethics, and it comes down to professionalism, and it comes down to making the commitment of being one of the best in the industry and, and having a certification that can prove that. Um, instead of, instead of, you know, me taking fluffy at my daycare and having the pet parent walk away saying, boy, I hope they know what they're doing. They can go with that peace of mind. And you're absolutely right. The one thing that we said, we, we, we sell one thing and one thing only, and that is peace of mind. We do it through grooming. We do it through daycare. We do it through a variety of different outlets, you know, and services. But what we really want to do is give the pet parent peace of mind in that when you leave your pets with me, I will make sure that I treat them like my own. I will love them like they are my own. I will put them first and I will do everything. And that's what the pet parent actually wants. So yes, you might be full, but at the same time, the pets deserve better. And fundamentally, I mean, and I would ask your whole audience this, don't the pets deserve better? Don't they deserve people who take the industry as professionally as it should be? in being able to deliver services to a living sentient being. So this, for me, this comes down to ethics. I, nobody made me do it. And I'm not certainly making anybody else do it. But at the same time, I'm going to set myself apart because fundamentally, I believe it's the right thing to do is to become a certified professional in the industry. So, you know, what I really like about what you're saying. So let, let's, let's now let's start getting into sort of the nitty gritty on it, right? Because Part of this is a perfect segue uh, 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 part of the conversation because it it's is it the facility that gets certified through PAC? Is it the individual? And if it's more of the individual, well, we have unfortunately, right? It's not reality to think that we're gonna be looking at the same set of faces on our team a year from now that we're looking at today. So is it the facility? Is it the facility owner? Is it the staff? So Stephanie, start. Let's start now breaking it down. Who gets certified? Okay. Well, first of all, Joe, it's important to know it's not the facility. It is individuals working within that facility. Okay. So 
there are your pet care providers, there's your groomers, and then there's your owners and your operators, maybe your managers. But I'm going to challenge you on one thing that you just said, Joe. I'm going to, I'm going to, because you, you said just a second ago, you said, you know what? It's, it's unrealistic to think that we're going to have the same group of people a year from now as, as we are right now. And you know what? My question to that is why aren't you? Why is that an impossibility in this industry? I mean, I haven't lost anybody at my facility in years, but I, I use my certification to recruit a higher quality individual who's looking for a career. And I can talk a little bit more about that and we circle back. You know, that's a really great point. And, and you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of saying engaged employees are make loyal employees. Absolutely. So when when we have a job posting. Pack certification, knowing that it's for individuals might just help you retain staff. It's almost like we rehearsed that. But yes, I know. we didn't rehearse that. I promise no, you. I know. To the Hey Joe listener audience, you guys, you know that. <laughs> listen, I have a rough outline that we follow and we just we just cruise right along and we kind of flow with the conversation. Okay, so if it's for individuals, mm-hmm. whether it's the owner, the operator, managers, or staff or everybody, right? Right. Tell us a little bit about Tell us a little bit more. Let's get start. Let's start now getting closer to the exam, right? Okay. So how, if it's individuals, how does a facility owner operator or individuals prepare? Because you said you're not the educator. So you're you're providing an exam that somebody really doesn't have, me being devil's advocate, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask somebody doesn't have a manual or a study guide Mm -hmm. for this exam, right? Right. Absolutely. There is no particular study guide. There is studying that you can do, but there's no study guide. So let's get down into the weeds real quick here. Mm -hmm. So there's three different levels of an exam. There is the provider level, and that is geared towards people who spend 99% of their time hands-on with the pets. These are your daycare attendants, your groomers, uh, even your your trainers. So these are the people who work hands-on day in, day out, feeding, medicating, drying, grooming, whichever. Then there's another level of the exam and that's the manager exam. So it has about 75% to do with animal care, like hands-on with the animals. And then 25% over here on how to work with people, how to set up a schedule, how to keep employees engaged and really kind of the leadership element of a business. And then the final level uh, is the operator level. And it is geared towards people who own or operate a facility. And so it has a smaller portion of the animal care hands-on stuff. It has a smaller portion of the leading a group of people, but it also has about 30% of the exam based on marketing, financials, business ethics, staffing, strategic planning, budgeting, things like that on, you know, can you run or operate a business as a whole ethically? Do you do so ethically? So those are the three levels and one is not contingent on the other. So That's a good, that was going to be my next question, right? Oh. So if I'm an owner operator, do I first have to get certified? Do I, do I have to pass the test or the exam before I get my team started and starting this to certify? No, absolutely not. So if I, as an operator, if I have the, the hands-on experience that's required to sit for the exam, I can go and sit just for that operator exam. And then once I do that, I can send, I can start sending my staff to the provider, or maybe I'm going to send my manager to sit for the manager exam. But you want to select the exam that's most appropriate for the role that you actually do at the facility. Now, when people have a question, they're like, oh, I'm really nervous to take, I'm not really good at financials. So, you know what, at the end of the day, start at, you know, if you really don't know, start at the provider level and get certified. 
It's good for three years. Hmm. It's good for three years. And in that three years, you can sit for the operator exam and choose to let the provider level expire or the manager and let the provider level expire, or you can just recertify your, your provider level. I'd be really happy in this industry if all of us were simply provider level uh, certified, because it means we know how to take care of the actual animals. There is, you know, there is the ethics of running a business that we want to acknowledge and really work toward helping our operators gather and gain that level of knowledge so that they're not feeling the pressure, the ongoing pressure of circling the drain with their business. And, you know, am I going to be able to keep the doors open? So we want to help them do that. But as far as preparation, there is, we do have a handbook where it lists some of the resources um, that were used in creating some of the exam questions. But really, you know, we've got some wonderful educators that stand firmly behind the pack. Um, Pet Tech, First Aid and CPR, uh, the Dog Gurus, their learning platforms, Fetch Find, their learning platforms. They have uh, the IBPSA video library and their canine and feline and avian and bunny rabbit, you know, certificates. And those are all wonderful education providers that will prepare you to sit for the PAC exam or any one of those levels. So there's some really great education out there, um, but this is, this is kind of like the one over, doesn't matter to me where you got your education, as long as at the end of the day, you know what you're doing and you're good at it. Those are the only two questions. So I would challenge your audience, Joe, on the Hey Joe podcast. If your audience is sitting there going, yeah, I am a good drug groomer and I do know what I'm doing then yeah, now is the time to prove it and set yourself apart. It will give you unlimited marketing resources. You can market that all day long that you may be the first one in your area. You can go to the PAC website and check how many other people in your state or province are already certified. You might be the first one and they'll never take that away from you. I was the first to be certified or I'm- I can almost see certified. a new slogan for PAC, right? Prove it. It's just a two word slogan, right? Prove it. <laughs> it's on our backdrop at, uh, at, at trade show booths. Yeah. We, we yep, did it a couple absolutely. years ago. It's like, you know what? Now is the time to prove it. Okay. So Go we ahead. know it's for individuals. We know what it'll do for our business. We know a competitive advantage. We know obviously, and just overall, the, the primary reason for it, its existence is the, the premium care of pets. Right. Uh, right. and the people that, and, and the people that care for the pets. Right. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about the exam. We know that it's based on individuals of different levels inside of our organizations. Um, what is the cost of the exam? Uh, can they take it anytime they want? I mean, so now sure. we've got people's interest peaked, right? So let's get sort of in this home stretch of the podcast episode and start talking about, all right, how much does it cost? We already told them how to prepare. They can go to the site and find all the resources that can also help them prepare. But how much does it cost? Can they take it? When does it expire? All of that kind of good stuff. Absolutely. So here's your nutshell version. Break it right down for you. The provider level, the cost is $375 US. The manager is $475 and the operator is $575. It's good for three years. In that three years, in order to renew the certification, you have to obtain X number of continuing education units or CEUs. So if you're a provider, uh, and you sit for that $375 exam, you have three years to get 20 hours, 20 CEUs, which equates pretty much to 20 hours of continuing education units in three years. Um, if you're a manager, you need 30 CEUs in three years. And if you're an operator, you need 36 in three years. 
Now, PAC does a lot. We invite guests and experts onto our website and we offer webinars, educational webinars, and things like that. And for free CEUs, you can uh, do some of the Dog Gurus content, the Fetch Find uh, content, and the IBPSA content are all available, uh, CEUs available. So it's good for three years and then you simply have to renew it. There's a recertification fee. I think it's $200 or $250 after three years to keep that certification. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I look at this, Joe, and I'm like, how, again, how much money do you spend on marketing? I bet it's more than $375 in, a, in three years. Absolutely. So why not give yourself something to market? And, you know, I went to an entrepreneurship uh, course, oh, probably about 15 years ago. And they, and they were like, and it stuck with me. And they said, there's three things you never market. Never market price never market location and never market customer service because everybody always says they have the best of all three of those things. <laughs> if you're going to take something to market, market something that's unique to you. And if you don't already have it, create it. Well, what a great way to create something that's unique to you that you can market all day long in a variety of different mediums at no cost, just by setting yourself apart from, from individuals that are in your area and others in the industry. Uh, where can you take it? Well, it's offered through, it's only offered three times a year. Um, it's offered for a two week window in March, another two week window in June, and then a week window in the year in November. Um, and you can actually now take it from anywhere. You can take it from one of the uh, proctored test sites around the world. You can go to a test site and go in and, and take it on. It's done on a computer. Um, or you can now do it June of this past year was the first time we offered remote proctoring where you can take it as long as you have a distraction free clutter free workspace and a stable internet connection, you can take it anytime 24 seven, two o'clock in the morning if you want to during that two week testing window. So we well, don't so we've got a window all. coming up here at the time of this podcast right time of this podcast Absolutely. is middle part of October 2021. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to us a year from now, you want to check your your testing windows against the uh, PAC website. But right now, when this is this podcast will launch in time, right, Stephanie, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, in time well, the, for... Well, the, the registration deadline was October 13th of ah, 2021. It's time to get studied up and get ready for the March exams then, right? Absolutely. Now we've got, we have a bunch of people that are now registered already for March and they've joined the Facebook PAC study group, Facebook group, so that they're asking people who are already certified, you know, how do I prepare? What's the best thing about this? We have an online practice test. So if you have no idea what it would be like, just go to the PAC website, take the online practice test and see what your score would be without any preparation. Great idea. And then idea. it says, hey, you need, you need a little bit of brushing up in uh, first aid and CPR over here. Then you know exactly how to prepare instead of trying to, mo most of us in the industry have been in the industry long enough that we know a lot of stuff. We've seen a lot of stuff. So take, I would encourage people to take the online practice exam right from your work computer, see where you're, where you're strong, see where your opportunities are and what you need to brush up on. And then ask the study group, hey, I need some extra stuff in this. Anybody have a good resource that I can use? So, I mean, we're, it, it's, it's not difficult to take. It's not expensive to take. And again, that's my challenge back to the pet care industry. What is stopping you at this point? It's not price. It's not accessibility to the exam. What is stopping you as someone who works in the industry from becoming a professional, a certified professional in this industry? That's my challenge to the pet care industry as a whole. 
I love that challenge. And I'll tell you what, if I know anything about the pet care industry, we're a resourceful, scrappy bunch. So I would imagine that plenty of the Hey Joe listener audience and anybody that this reaches uh, will be happy to step up to that challenge. So where do they go, right? How do they find out more information about this, Stephanie? So so what, what's the website? And again, for all of the Hey Joe listener audience out there, you know that we do a really great job of putting all of our podcast guests up on the resources page on the paragonpetschool.com webpage. Uh, we'll have a whole tile uh, based, uh, uh, you know, focusing on PAC. Uh, as well on uh, uh, outside of the resources page, uh, the the Joe resources page on the website as well. So, but for all of you listeners right now that are ready to jot down a a URL, a website address, Stephanie, how do they find out more and and maybe even start the ball, the ball rolling? Absolutely. Uh, Our website address is P-A-C-C-E-R-T.org, PACCERT.org. Um, you can also find we've got lots of content on our Facebook page, which is the Professional Animal Care Certification Council. Uh, you, we're very active on that. And anybody can message us at any time and ask a question. Um, you can hit the contact us button and send me a message. I would be happy to help you get registered via Zoom call or whatnot. I, absolutely. I am more than more than willing, ready, willing and able to help people stand up and prove their skills and their their qualifications and their knowledge. Well, and I'll leave and I'll leave everybody with this. First off, thank you, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. I mean, wow, 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 wow. Great information. Um, and really, up until and I've been doing this for thirty six years. And up until a couple of years ago, I didn't know what PAC was, what PAC stood for, what the benefits of PAC was. So I've I've had a really great time over the last couple of years getting to know you and 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 PAC even. Uh, uh, at a deeper level. One thing I'll, and I'll let everybody know, uh, uh, the Paragon uh, Paragon program, the, 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 the uh, distance learning program and learntogroomdogs.com will be pursuing qualifications with PAC to have qualifying continuing education units, the CEUs with PAC as well. So as you go through the education portions of uh, uh, learntogroomdogs.com and Paragon School of Pet Grooming, we hope that our level of education passes the PAC uh, standard as well to be able to offer continuing education. You know what, Joe, I've already seen some of the content on both of those. And I absolutely know beyond any shadow of a doubt, it is in line with our code of ethics. It is true in spirit and it gets really, it really gets to putting the pet first and being to provide proper care. So I am very much looking forward to getting those up onto the CEU list so that uh, as people in the grooming profession continue their education once they're PAC certified, that they get those CEUs that, that accompany that. I'm so excited to have Paragon School of Pet Learning or Pet Grooming come on um, in, uh, in the role of or the capacity of, of CEU provider. So that's really exciting. Yep, we are too. Stephanie, thank you so much. I am sure that the Hey Joe listener audience out there will not only be intrigued, interested, but also engaged with PAC in the future. So thank you again for being a guest. Let's not make this the only time. Let's have a repeat, uh, a, another session. My audience loves to have repeat guests on with new content. So we'll that look forward to the awesome. next time you're on the, on the episode. Joe, thank you so much for having me and for inviting PAC to be a guest on the Hey Joe podcast. It was really fun. Thank you. All right. Take care.